This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, travelers. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Agelos, and I am joined by the one, the only, Arkanir Silvershield himself. How are you, sir? Well, doing sleepy other than that great. How are you? Sleepy? We're like an hour late. You should have had plenty, plenty of sleep. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's not like I was taking notes of uh, something very, very important for the show, but... Yeah. No. <laughs> I figured you were just napping the entire time, but hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think this week we got a little bit of fun in place, because uh, we have a good bit of tales, I think. At least I do. Or at least some funny stories, at least. As well as some news from <laughs> the new daily rewards, which are pretty cool. As well as some Merkmeyer stuff. Fun, fun oh, yeah. indeed. And of course, before we jump into the show, of course, I have to say thank you to the awesome people who support our show. Over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network, we have Nicholas and Patrick supporting us there. Thank you so much for that. As well as Happy Hansel upped his pledge this month. Thank you so much, Happy. You are amazing as always. And of course, on Twitch, who support us at twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network, we've got, and there's a couple people here, Artemis89, Quellic, Ishabu, Ishabu, Feruza, Surigard, and Bernie, as well as, as I pull them up, whoo, where are they? B-Dog52 and Bad Lad Jr. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us over there at twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network. You do help keep the metaphorical torches lit and us going around stabbing elves, which is a worthy cause. I mean, come on now. <laughs> it is. Um, and of course, for all those who do support us uh, monetarily, uh, you actually gain access, if you're a part of our Discord, to our DCN supporters channel, where sometimes I uh, throw stuff out there, like things I'm working on, as well as getting all of our podcasts early. So you get everything before everyone else does. So, hey... Nothing's nothing as cool as that, you know. Sitting there talking about our shows, and people are like, "But there, there's no show yet." But you've seen <laughs> it. Guess what? Fun times. Arkanir, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I mean, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm. I wasn't aware that we were about to get these Merkmeyer news, so I was asleep. Like throughout this entire presentation stream, I was asleep, and I woke up to this, and I was like. 
Okay, that is good, but we don't have time. But I'm glad we started a little bit late, so I got a chance to, you know, wrap this all up so we can talk about it now. So I'm excited to talk about this. A lot to discuss now. No, I mean, yeah. hey, that works out. I'm glad that, like, we're we're coming into this a little later than we normally do because we wanted to watch some of the PAX West footage that they were showing, so to get that stuff out of the way. Um, but before we do any of the news, Ark, what have you been doing right. in uh, ESO this week? Oh, man. So... You know, I've been talking about my plans for my new Warden tank, which can also heal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sex and Bar 2.0, I gotcha. No, mm-hmm. no, it's not called that. Mm-hmm. We are not going to call that. Not ever, not anytime, anytime <laughs> soon. No, not going to happen. Well, uh, if you're, but yeah, it's... If you're willing been... just to fail, then that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I, I haven't been failing, to be honest. Like, that thing has been working so very nicely. I've been trying it out in pledges, veteran hard mode pledges all around, with pugs and the pyramid groups with different styles, and it has been working. So, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we even, like, uh, so, at first I tried it with uh, Ugo, Isha, and a friend of Ugo's. So, 3DPS, Isha didn't have her gear at all. So, she was like basically random drop sets. Ugo is a is a good DPS. He's he's he understands the concepts and he's actually very good at staying alive, keeping us alive, and dealing a lot of DPS. And Ugo's friend also wasn't uh, like she apologized at the beginning, like I am sorry, I suck, and so uh, I suppose she didn't have too much DPS either. But we completed veteran um, banished cells, if I remember correctly, in hard mode, and okay. veteran black heart haven in hard mode, no problem at all. And then I went on to try it with the. Were those the pledges in... today? Oh no no this is this is from the last uh, week or so. Oh, because I think those were also yeah, the yeah. pledges today, which was just funny. Oh, it could be. <laughs> I was like, you did it no, before the show. I didn't play today. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> uh, so I also tried it with the veteran Imperial City Prison with randoms actually so with pugs mm. so i decided like okay i need a, i need a challenge right so i logged in i mean i queued up for veteran imperial city of prison which was uh, the pledge at the moment yeah um and i joined and they are at the boss with uh, who spawns the zombies from the or not zombies but the atronachs from the pool in the middle where you have to throw uh, like mud balls oh, at them yep yep to, yep yeah, yeah. So they're there. They kicked. Uh, apparently, their tank left, or they kicked them. I don't know. And they're like, "Come join us." So I ran, run there. Uh, we try, and in our initial attempt, we fail, because there's there's no stopping zombies. I don't know what was going wrong. So the two DPS decides they want to vote kick the healer because they say, "Okay, he's not he's not doing anything. If we see them, he's we see him. He's just trying to uh, staying there, right?" So I'm like, okay, let's not do that, because I don't like kicking people out of dungeons or leaving as long as I have a choice. And I haven't seen the guy actually perform, right? So I was like, okay, let's not let's not do that, let's try. So we strategize, we, you know, do a little bit of, like, okay, you are going to hit the boss, you are going to hit the ads, and you are going to, like, you are on mud ball duty. You are going to yeah. be throwing mud balls, that's your job. 
And that actually worked after a couple tries. Like we we started to synchronize right properly, so the frequency was starting to get better between us. So we actually completed that, and from then on, we didn't really have a problem. No one blamed no one. So it was like a you know it, it was like a normal run. It was going good, and we actually made it to the final boss. And at that point, obviously, Imperial Veterans uh, Imperial City Prison. It's a very difficult dungeon to at least that last fight without being on the comms or any, everyone knowing exactly what they're supposed to do. And apparently I forgot the dungeon as well, so I don't know what to do either. Uh, so it takes a little bit of time, but we eventually figure everything out too. We just couldn't do hard mode there, because like you have to, in hard mode, those uh, portals have charges, right? So you have to really um, take out a plan about who's jumping into the portal and who's going to sacrifice themselves and things like that. Uh, so, because of that, we didn't do hard mode, but we eventually cleared it in Veteran, with a pug group, and the DPS that wanted to kick healer actually apologized to the healer and went like, okay, I'm sorry, I, we tried to kick you, like, you're, you're a good healer, and the other guy was like, okay, no worries about it, and there was this wholesome moment, so I'm calling that dungeon run, the fight, the redemption, the forgiveness, and the success. Because it was all those in a single dungeon run. It was like I, I was reading channel. Like, oh, they they made they 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 are okay with each other now. So that was the highlight of my, uh, I guess last couple of weeks in terms of dungeon runs. And uh, that's uh, uh, yeah. a pretty weird experience overall, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Normally it doesn't know, go it was, quite that was... well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's usually more swearing and more trying to kick everybody Absolutely. from dungeons, especially in a pug group. So this was like the the fact that the guy apologized, we actually pulled through the entire dungeon, and the other guys were okay with it. Yeah, I I loved it. So if if you guys in any way are listening to this show, I don't know if you do. I don't even know if they actually spoke much English because it didn't seem like it uh, in the dungeon. But <laughs> if they do, a hey, shout out to you guys for. For actually being mature, mature about it and like not clinging to the to the bad side of the fight. Gotcha. So other than that, though, um, we've been doing like with Isha, Ugo, and whoever is the third DPS. Sometimes we pug, sometimes a friend of mine joins us. We've been actually doing a lot of three man uh, dungeons in veteran hard modes. We done City of Ash. Uh, Actually, we, we've been doing pledges. I don't know. We done Steel Fash, Banished Cells, uh, Blackheart Haven. What else we did? We, did we do? We done a bunch of these. I don't know. So basically, Silver Shield Clan on European side is is slowly going active. You know. Um, we got Isha her gear as well. At least a starter gear. Uh, so Night Mother's Gaze, uh, Hunting's Rage, and Agility Jewelry. Yep, and for the moment she's stamina. I assume. Yeah, yeah, she's a uh, stamina warden at the moment. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's, that yeah. that sounds like a good starter right there. Yeah, definitely. yeah. We, I think I think we copied from Alcast mm -hmm. or Voiler, one of those. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean it's that, that that's been going great, uh, pretty great. We ran uh, veteran hard mode Waltz of Madness with Ophelia, just her DPSing and me tanking and healing at the same time, and we actually completed it without. I think with just one... No, we didn't wipe at all. I died a couple times, but she was able to burn the boss through before anything, like, before we wiped. So, 
Uh, we've decided to do some two-man dungeon completions. At least non-DLC dungeons in veteran hard modes. With just Nika damaging and me tank healing. Hmm. Uh, so that's going to start next week. We'll see how that goes. Other than that, I think... Yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, we did veteran... White Gold Tower in hard mode as well, with just three DPS, Ugo, Isha, and um, I don't remember who was the third DPS. I'm sorry. I, oh, it was Geo. It was Geo. Uh, so he's also the crazy DPS, one of the crazy DPSs of uh, Drunkenborns. But yeah. Oh, nice. Basically, it works. Yeah, tank healing works. <laughs> Depending on what the fight is, I know that can be... Um can be done because I know Esteldian did that quite mm-hmm. a bit too but he played a Templar tank and so he was doing yeah. a lot of his builds were this hybrid I'm going to do a little bit of everything kind of deal I guess mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I'm imp- inspired by Lotus OD mainly but he's okay. running a Dragon Knight and I don't know how they are doing it with the Dragon Knight because Dragon Knight doesn't get a heal like, you, have to, you have to stick to Vigor and your damage shields and that's it but I've just seen Lotus OD complete Veteran March of Sacrifices without a healer. So I'm now I'm like, hey, if he can do it, if you can keep I major, should be able to do it. If you can keep Major Mending up, you'd be surprised how much Vigor actually does. You could do it, a it lot. It heals a lot, but the problem with Vigor is everybody has to be where you are. So when you separate, when you are separated from each other, you are not going to be able to heal people with Vigor. Now, Warden has an AoE, like, just like the Healing Springs. It doesn't work like Healing Springs, but you aim it like Healing Springs. So it's basically a circular AoE that you just throw at a distance, right? Mm-hmm. So I can heal people even if I'm not there as a Warden, but with just Vigor, you can only heal the people around you. I mean, it does heal a lot, yeah, but they, they still need to be around you, so I don't know. But if he can do it with a Dragon Knight, I should be able to do it with a, with a Warden. I would imagine so, because Warden is kind of this all-around. I still have not leveled my Warden. I tried. I just I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Again, Is it because leveling a new character? Like, you can't level a new character, or you can't level a Warden? See, now, I have leveled other characters already, but only one. I think it was a Stamina Sork or whatever. But even that wasn't enjoyable to me. So, yeah, it, it's it's more... It's more than just that. Like, I'm not a multiple character kind of guy. I'm very much a one and done kind of dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you know me. I am similar as well. Yeah. I just needed this warden. Like, it had to happen. Sure. And here's here's what I figured out. You remember how I'm, like, for the, for the last few months, right, people have been hearing me say, I am feeling burned out of ESO. Yeah. Apparently, I wasn't burned out of ESO. I was burned out of Dragon Knight tank. Because that's all I've played for the last four and whatever years. Yeah. I've only singularly, solely played a Dragon Knight tank. That was it. Same skill bar, same sets, same play style for the past four years. So, apparently, I was burned out of Dragon Knights. Not the game itself. (laughs) <laughs> well, so now that I'm playing a warden and entire playstyle changes, I'm like, oh man, I want to actually sit down and do more dungeons, you know, do more pledges. But yeah, it's an, it's a new life. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that is definitely something that 
it's like a new game for you at that point, mm-hmm. you know? I, yeah. I get you. I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't have quite that issue when it comes to just the class or whatever, but no, I can see where that would, you know, where you'd come from with that. Like, hey, you know, I've been doing this for so long. I mean, I'm in a similar boat. My Templar has been, I've been a Templar since, oh my the alphas <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it's been a while and uh yeah I, I i just love the templar so i have no issue just staying on templar forever essentially and that's what i've been doing is i don't do anything other than templar but i guess some people do need the mix up or whatever but for me it comes down to when i'm playing my templar i'm playing myself because it's my mm. person so whenever i jump to another character it's just kind of like this isn't me this isn't me <laughs> so i i can't get into it it's almost like a role play type of thing i just i cannot get into the characters when i know it's not something that i've designed to be me and that's how i i can't understand role that. play yeah. i guess well you know i'm not, I'm not a tavern also, there, role there, player but yeah Oh, go ahead. There's something you missed. You didn't say hello to chat. I did not say hello to chat, and I actually thought yeah. about that. I'm like, I should say hello to chat, but I, I didn't. Um, So I feel <laughs> bad for that. Uh, One thing I do feel pretty good about is while I was sitting here doing the Litany of Blood, I found Yuriki. Mm-hmm. And I, I... You found who? What? Yuriki, the, uh, the Khajiit merchant. Now, I said mm-hmm. that because they each just walked out of the room. I tried to say it loud enough so she could hear it, but she loves <laughs> Irki. Irki, you, you find her... Um, the first place we found her, because she's she's in the Aldmari Dominion Zone, okay? So uh, okay. we when we played the Ebonheart Pact, obviously all the way through you you weren't going to naturally find her because she right. doesn't appear in in you know anything outside of mm-hmm. of uh ah, dagger or uh, mari dominion. dominion yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you i'm getting a little tongue-tied because i'm trying to kill these things without getting caught and now i have a big bounty on my head but hey whatever it's cool it's cool um but Iruki is this female Khajiit who you find in Cold Harbor. Because remember, when you go to Cold Harbor, a bunch of people come with you to join the assault on Cold Harbor. Now, this was like four mm-hmm. years ago that... Yeah, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> yeah, but this was something my wife found, and she loved it. Because you talk to the people in the city, and Iruki, she's like... What do you want to buy? She's all depressed. And you're like, so why are you depressed, Irki? She's like, because I can't stop thinking about the 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 beautiful dark elf with the, with the I don't oh. know. So she <laughs> loves this other dark elf. And she's like, and I'm, I'm so distraught because I keep bringing her presents. And, I, and she does not, you know, show me that she loves me. And then you go to talk to the, to the elf and she's like, you got to save me from this weird cat. She keeps leaving dead skeevers at my door because she's a cat, right? So she's leaving dead mice at the door. And cats, 
cats do that for the owners they care about, right? They'll drop mm-hmm. their their prey off for you know as a, like, hey, look what I caught for you. Well, <laughs> so she's essentially being a house cat in in this area, and it just cracked me up. <laughs> because she's like, I've done everything. I've I've left her presence. I you know, like all these things cats do that you're like, uh but you know, like they, they love you for doing that. And it's just it's mm-hmm. it's funny. She's like, I've rubbed up against her leg, you know, like she just doesn't <laughs> doesn't love me and it's like, oh. Oh, there she is. Thanks. I found I, mean, I, I can't understand the perspective of the Dumber though. Like a Khajiit just rubbing off your leg. I, I have just... not found your buff Argodian, but I did find Iruki in the actual world. She is, uh, before you get to Cold Harbor, she is in. Um, not there. Hold on. She is in Malibol. No, not Malibol Tour. I know. I'm ha- Ah, there it is. She's in Mar Marbrook in Green Shade. Six maps later. I know, but she's in here. She's actually you can actually find her. Um, I love where is she at? I just I just saw her a second ago. She's like one of the two cats. Yeah, like. one of the two cats. Well, she's actually like right here. <laughs> is that not one of the cats you like? Right <laughs> it's because you were talking about another cat and therefore you got bit. <laughs> That's because you were talking about loving another cat, not him. Our our Khajiit Titus, while she was here talking about Iriki with me, she's uh, he did not like the fact that she was not paying attention to him, so she just <laughs> came up behind her and bit her on the back of the leg. So... <laughs> yeah, so I did find Iriki. She's in Marbrook. Um, she's not as interesting there. She really just has the generic NPC dialogue because oh, she doesn't get yeah. the interesting dialogue till she goes to Cold Harbor and meets the you know the dark elf. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was uh, I thought it was fascinating nonetheless <laughs> that I was able to find her. Um, I have not got a ton of time to play overall. Like, I literally, this is day two of this week. But technically speaking, oh. I've, I've not been doing much of anything. Most people know I've also been mm-hmm. playing World of Warcraft with the new Battle of Azeroth. Yeah. I could say that is not the reason why I didn't play ESO this week, because I didn't even play that this week. <laughs> so I didn't Still, really you play. shouldn't play that. Let it die. Oh, no. Let the game die in peace. A lot of fun, and I, and I love Sylvan. Anyway, no, <laughs> this isn't a WoW show. But I only had enough time to do one thing, so I was streaming last night. Mm-hmm. And I was, I decided, well, what am I going to do? I started looking through my list of stuff, I still want to do... I've done every quest in the game that I know of. Like, if you look at my quest journal or whatever, and it's completely maxed out. I do, every once in a while, find the one-off quest here or there like that I'm amazed that exist. <laughs> um, like, last episode, when I was just wandering around outside um, Somerset, and there's just a random quest. or No, no, it wasn't. It was Green Shade. And there was just a random quest. I'm like, how did this? Anyway, I apparently Maybe missed. Maybe they one. added them later. 
I don't so you never saw them. I could have swore I had been through that area. Like I know I've By been the way, through that. Oh, area. I, I I have to say this: your green screen is picking up some of your head, <laughs> and now you have a giant hole in your head. <laughs> it's picking up the text I, behind yeah. it. There you yeah, I can I can read it. chat through your head. Nope. Oh man, that's gone. Nope, I, I hit was, it. I was enjoying that. That's pretty funny though. <laughs> It's the lighting in here. I actually need to get a new light yeah. in general because I have one that works really well, but then I just have a little light that does pretty good job as well. But anyway, it's neither here nor there, I guess, at this point. Um, but while looking around at things to do, I realize there's two things. I, I'm going to start doing achievements, which, as you can see, I'm actually working on it now. Litany of Blood is one that I was working on because I've had it in there since Dark Brotherhood where you have to find these people that they give you a book and they give you these little hidden marks or whatever to try to find. And they're just hidden throughout the world. And it's actually pretty interesting. The other one I did was the librarian quest. Finally going and getting all the rubbings in Morrowind. And I think I was streaming that for like four hours to find them all. Cause I, I tried my best not to look it up. Um, no, oh. Like I was like, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this without looking up. I had been wandering for like two hours and only found like one or two, <laughs> um, and I'm like, it's so weird because it doesn't give you a clue. Well, actually, it does give you a clue. Um, when you go to the library hmm. itself, in yeah, you can look at the model of Vardenfell, and there's actually these big missing squares those big missing squares are actually where the tomb can be found. Oh, uh, I never, I, that never occurred to me. Yeah. That <clears throat> makes so much sense. So you can kind of get an idea of when you look at it and see a big empty square, because it looks like it's a model, like a model city or whatever. And then there's just a big square chunk completely out of it. Yeah. That's where you have to go to get the, uh, the, t the actual that rubbing. That makes sense. I should actually complete that myself now that I know that piece of information. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look around, I did that for a little bit, and then, and then I started looking them up, but it still took me about four hours or so. Um, yeah, so that that was a fun quest overall, I can say, to finish. And I finally did get that done, which then meant I got... Um, the librarian title. I got the savior of Morrowind because that was the only thing I didn't have done yet to complete Morrowind. And I also got the model of Vardenfell for my house, which was also cool. Nice. Now, Litany of Is your house still is your house still empty? No. All okay, the boxes are lined up as soon as you enter the house. Oh, great. Like literally, okay, as soon as you spawn in, it's in like a semicircle moon crescent, just around your your body. You don't even have to move from the front door, and you have access to all the housing chest items. You know, it's for storage, right? <laughs> so you bought Daggerfall Overlook, one of the most expensive houses in the game so uh -huh. far. Uh huh. And also the um, just the first like ten square meters. That's it. Yeah, and also the <laughs> the one in um, Deshaun. No, not Deshaun. The other three million, the Dark Elf three million. So I own two of the... Uh, the Ebonheart Chateau. Yep, I have that one too. Yeah. Not utilizing that old. Oh, yeah, no, no, they're all empty. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 
I just like okay. to throw money at it and then make people cry that they're like, oh, I yeah, can't exactly. afford anything, like, and I have like three of the noble houses. Uh, honestly, it's really me just saying I'm better than everyone else. You know, <laughs> where are you making all that money from anyway? I've never understood this. Uh, drops and utilizing the you can't sell anything that drops in this game everything is oh, bind on pickup mm, no 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 world drops aren't but i made a killing with rings and stuff prior to well when jewelry crafting first came i sold every ring i could get my hands on um until i started trying to level it so i made probably close to six million gold doing that oh because at one point in time, you were sell especially if you got like you did a dungeon or whatever, and got one of the purple rings. Those were selling for almost a hundred thousand or more. Easy, man. <sighs> one day, one, one day. day, I'll be, I'll be rich as well. In a distant future, far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a completely different game. So anyway, um. Yeah. It, it's so yeah i've made a lot from that so that really that works well but i also uh use tamriel trade center and find yeah things that are cheap buy them and then relist them so i buy tempers and stuff cheaper and relist it takes a little <laughs> bit of time to do but yeah. if i can find something just a little less that i know sells quickly yeah that's what i do I used to be able to do that, but then people started selling them for so cheap. So cheap. It doesn't... I can't do it anymore. You probably. need to have at least a certain level. Like, even with the fees and stuff like that, you have to make sure that the buffer... Like, I'll sell something if it's even 500 gold more. If I'll make a 500 gold profit, mm. especially on tempers, I'll do it. Because I can make 100 tempers and sell them all, and, you know, even 500 gold... At that point, it's 50,000, if I did my math right. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it has to be on items that you know are actually going to sell. Some items don't sell. Right. So it's kind of risky picking those up because you're mm -hmm. like, yeah, if they don't sell, they don't sell. Um, but tempers always sell. Plants always sell. Yeah. Um, Pay attention, people. These are tips from a guy who was never poor in ESO at all for the past four years <laughs> that I've known him. He was always, and I mean always, rich. Don't you remember the episode we did where we talked about housing and I was like, I think the large houses should oh, yeah. be about 50 million. You know, because uh, I'm like, the average wealth of an ESO player is like 5 million gold, and people are like, what? <laughs> You're like the top 1% of the world. Like, uh, I know a few people hunger. who what have is that? a good bit more than <laughs> I do. Yeah, a good bit more than I do. I recently just bought, like I said, that other house, so I'm down to, I think, 3 million, I think, is what I'm at right now. Oh, come on. But I just bought that big house, so... Yeah, I still have about three million. I'm going for the other one so I can get the count title for having all three of the big houses. That right. has nothing in them, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. My God. But yeah, no, definitely. At least decorate them. You see, like, come on. 
I need to have someone Aren't do that for me. Aren't you a master crafter? I do, and I have almost every recipe in the game, too. I just haven't had the time <laughs> to sit down and actually go, yeah, you know, this will look good. You know, so I'm like, eh, all right, whatever. Hey, people love housing streams, man. I'm telling you, I mean, I there you go. Just sit down, stream it. I could. I should at some point, but I'm, <laughs> I'm so, I don't know. I'm weird. Like, I feel like I should have a much higher decorating sense than what i do but i realize i really have no decorating sense whatsoever <laughs> so what i just need to do is hire someone to do it for me and just say this is kind of craft the- just craft everything and let taste do it she's not any better <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we're no no we're well just wait a couple years until ezra does it then <laughs> right yeah, he might he might be able to he's probably much better than we are, so he might be able to pull that off. <laughs> he might be able to do that. But yeah, so I've I've been I've been doing my dailies every day to sign in and get that done and I've been selling tempers and things like that in order to keep money. The other big thing is if you're doing writs. Writs are amazing for cash. I've been I've been doing grits. I never made any money out of it. You have to. You have to be willing to sell what you get, though. You can't hoard it. I don't get anything. That's the problem. Um, like maybe five grits. Maybe every five grits, I get a temper. Like that's it. Well, also got to remember there is a um, there there is a trait that you can actually get to increase your chances of getting stuff out of those bags. I don't know if you realize that or not. It's uh, what? yeah. So if you go under crafting, and let's do blacksmithing Mine. for instance, there's uh, okay. the miner hireling. Doing one gets you the mail every day, but having the three has increases the chance that you're gonna get stuff. Well, yeah. You should have told me this sooner. Yeah, that's that's kind of what you have to do. Like if you don't have three in there, you're not gonna get gold items. Um, I think three. All the writs I've been doing. Yeah, no. If you're not, if that minor one actually, and they send you stuff too, um, but I think that affects that. Uh, the writs themselves, they have a pretty low chance, but I get a lot from that. And I also, like I said, the mailings, like that's another thing I get from them. That's where you put those three points in there and get, I almost get at least mm-hmm. a temper every single day from doing that. Yeah, well, probably because I don't have the skill then. I thought that my hireling was just a hireling. I didn't know it affected the writs in any way. Well, I don't oh, think man. it affects the writs. Um, the writs, you hey, just What does do. it affect then? No, they're just, they're just RNG. But the hirelings augment the amount of tempers you're actually going to get. From what? From their daily mails. You get two mails a day from them, I think it is, every 12 hours. Okay. And with three of them, it's a fairly good chance you're going to actually get a writ. Like, not a writ, but a a gold item out of it. Yeah, okay, but a temper a day is only like 6k gold. Mm -hmm. And let's say you got all three of the gold things. Mm Mm-hmm. You still only get 10k a day. 10k a day is nothing. Actually, you make 10k like just by running. Okay, 12k. Whatever. You make 12k by just running one dungeon and selling everything to a vendor. Do you? If you want, like that's. 
Yeah, they sell. Okay, so let so me you ask you. Let me ask you this. Hundred gold a piece. So you get twelve k a day, but you're also doing that. So now you're up to twenty four k. So you're making double of what someone who's just doing a dungeon stuff is. Yeah, but it 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 won't make you fifteen million gold. It will if you do it on multiple characters. That. That's where you start making lots of money. Is when you like all the characters that I have are generally crafting. Um, they're, so you basically have a have a human farm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have other characters who sign in and do writs every day. I don't do it on as many characters. I know people do it on like fourteen characters. I don't do that. I do mm. it on three. I think it is, and I do fairly well. So okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I only do three. Um, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Ooh, and I just started researching my very last item. So now I'm uh, nine traits in rings, and I'm researching my last trait for necklace. So then I'll mm-hmm. be a nine of nine crafter and everything again. Woo! Nice. In a month, 27 days. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the butt. But, like I said, so that, that's been fun. Uh, the Litany of Blood has really been fun, and I've been trying to do that. Like, I've been, I've been doing research on this one. Again, doing this one all blind. Um, Mm -hmm. The Litany of Blood, though, is very obscure. The only thing that I've been doing is what I found out is you can tell by the eye. Like It gives you like all these different random clues that really don't mean much. They may mean something, but sometimes they just feel like nonsense. But every single (laughs) one of your Litany of Blood targets has a one blind eye. Yeah, but that's... I'll feel like that's cheating, so... What? I don't use it. What? The one blind the, eye? Looking at the eye. Yeah. Why? That's that's the biggest I only clue. use it to confirm my... No, but that's that's very obvious. I only use it to confirm that it's my target. But you know they're Otherwise, also I'll in just... the city. That's the other thing is. Anytime yeah. it says in the city, that's where they're going to be. They're not going to be anywhere else. So. Yeah, I know. I know. They are where they are, but like all the clues, all the other clues, they are things like um, their clothes, their hair color. Yeah, I, it gives you those clues. But if you you can just run around looking at people's eyes, and that would that's cheating. Well, that's what I do. That's how I found it. Well, you're 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 a noob. So. Oh. it's expected. Yeah, I've just been running around looking for ones that are have a blind eye, and then I kill them. It's great. Works for There's me. There's no fun in that. I don't know about that. Ishabu, thank you for the resub. You are awesome. Four months in a row. I already said thank you in the beginning of the show, but resubbed again. Isha, Isha. I see... Thank you. Yeah. Kit the Traveler <laughs> and there and Sean OU, they just kind of hate me at this point, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's because you didn't say hello to them. Uh, I know, I know. But, but I, I did, I, because, I, because Agilus is a noob, and I'm not. Well, yes. <laughs> I also have multiple houses, so you can rent one from me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean. Pull, putting I'm, your money into this, huh? I'm, I'm wow, bringing. <laughs> okay. Okay, I see how it is. Sorry. I just. Do you see this people? How 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 gold made him evil? I'm telling you. How how old gold made him, made him high and mighty? Um, wow. Yeah. I'm I'm at this point just gonna <laughs> turn all of Tamriel into like tenement housing, and everyone could just rent from me, and I will just be like the richest guy in Tamriel at this point. 
Why don't you just bribing the dungeon bosses off as well because your sex flower doesn't work? Well, well, well. 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> so, and I mean, come on now. We got Jessica talking about it. So that's that's pretty much a win right there. I I could never be more happy about my sex blar. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I actually had one good night of streaming uh, some mm-hmm. ESO and it was really just running around and exploring Vardenfell and... I know I was talking with uh, Ika Sugami. She was in chat, and we were talking <laughs> back and forth about the concept of finding all this was a lot of fun, but because it, it, it really does, it takes you out in the middle of nowhere, right? Like, there's no reason why at least a handful of these uh, tombs you're looking for would be anywhere. Like, there would be no reason for you to actually be out there at any point in time unless you were... Oh, I found my target. Why? Because <laughs> she's blind in one eye. Um, But I have to wait. There's too many people around, so I'll sneak up behind <laughs> Um, Also, hold on. I'm going to time out my friend Golik there because he just called me a milk drinker, and you don't do that. Oh... You know that's not that's not gonna that's not gonna fly, Golik. I feel like I should that's mod him for that. That's not gonna fly, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't call a Nord milk drinker, my friend. Uh, At least not here, not on the podcast. Not gonna uh, let it fly. Uh, well, he didn't call a Nord a milk drinker. He called an Elf a milk drinker. I will smack you through <laughs> the internet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel like he was within his rights there. All right, anyway, (laughs) um, that's going to be it for the Tales of Tamriel this week. Um, To kind of wrap up that story as well, we were talking about, like, just the amount of exploration it took to find all 30 Mm -hmm. of them and how I felt like Morrowind just came out at a bad time for me. Um, Mm, How so? When it came out, I just did not... I was not playing ESO much. I wasn't really playing much of anything, oh. to be frank. And so it came out, and I didn't do hardly anything in Morrowind. You mm-hmm. know, I was waiting on the Ace if she wanted to play. You know, I was so far behind um, in quest lines of stuff. But I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting. And then Morrowind comes out, and I didn't play it for months. And by the time I finally got around to actually playing it... Somerset was already announced. I'm like, oh, so now I have like three months to finish all of Morrowind, you know, before (laughs) before it's over. So I didn't really get to enjoy it like I think I probably would have had I had the time to do it when it first came out. Because Morrowind was my favorite Elder Scrolls. So Mm -hmm. I just didn't get as much time to actually play it as I probably wish I would have. What about Somerset? Now that it's like, did you, did you, did, are you playing Somerset the way you would the way enjoy I, yes. an expansion now? Yes. Okay. Uh, and that's, I finished everything in Somerset. Um, oh, so you finished everything in the most high elven zone and called me an elf. Well, well yes, because I had to mark all the traders. <laughs> you know, and wow. they all knew you. You're like a first wow. name basis with all the elves. They're like, oh, we love Arkaneer. He's our champion. <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. I haven't played Somerset with Arcaneer 
at all as a character. So we they know must you're know lying. you by reputation, then I guess as the nah, elf lover. Nah, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's weird. North and East Bridge. All right, whatever. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and let's talk about the news. What do we got on the oh, docket? Right. So we have a quick to mention, which is the um, September Daily Rewards. Ooh, let yeah. me pull up the image real quick right here. And I'm actually going to pull it up here on stream, too, because it's right there. So ah, if okay. you're watching okay, it, good. you'll have it right there. All right. So as you can see, we have, again, a bunch of consumables to, uh, you know, trash some crown tripods, which can be useful while leveling Talvar Alliance points. We have the, I think that's the... I, I forgot the name. Wild, wild something. Hunt. Uh, yeah, we get two wild, yeah, wild hunt, hunt crates. crates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's all. That's all. Actually, in terms of crown crates, this yeah. month, uh, September, we only get two crown crates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of scrolls again. That's good. Uh, I see. I think those are research scrolls and an experience scroll. Um, uh, but what is most important? Yeah. I'd say there's actually gold, Grand Gold Coast experience scrolls, which is 150. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, on the second week, so yeah, there's a lot oh, of consumables second, yeah. this week, this month. I thought that was a, I thought that was a um, mm-hmm. research scroll, nope. but I'm, I'm actually glad that it's Grand Gold Coast because that's very useful when leveling a new character. Um, you just pop that scroll and do daily battlegrounds and daily random normal dungeon, and bam, you have like five levels. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. Um, but what, what is most important is 100k gold in cash. At the end of September, as the 28th uh, reward. Wait, is that 28? Mm. Yeah, 28 How days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll get a 100k in gold. Now, I know to people like Agelos, it doesn't mean much. But to an average player, unlike you think who has 3 million gold, 300k, uh, 100k gold, is that's actually going to be a very important bonus. There's also a costume that I cannot tell what it is from the little image on the right side. Um, hold on, let me pull that up here. I just moved. What was it? Oh, the Skull Damas Jerkin is a costume that we're going to get. Ah, okay. Yeah. So really, uh, that's so, the only yeah. cosmetic we're getting out of this entire month. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a consumable of some kind, with the exception of the Wild Hunt Crown Crates, which I won't say is a cosmetic. There's a good chance you'll get something, but there's also a good chance that you won't. So, you know, keep that in mind. All right. But yeah, this was quick to mention. This is not the part of news that we want to talk about. The part of news that we want to talk about is today, or rather tonight, last night, whatever time zones, it doesn't really matter. Uh, there was an event presentation slash live stream from Bethesda team, Rich Lambert, Mike Finnegan, Brian Wheeler, Jessica Folsom and Gina Bruno, the the five companions, actually, if you think about it. The, <laughs> um, the five companions of ZeniMax Online Studios had a presentation about Merc Meyer, the upcoming DLC. And in a 40-minute live stream, we got a bunch of information about it. So I'm going to go over these and stop me anytime you want to discuss something, and I'll do the same as well. Okay. So, so the main story about Merc Meyer will apparently be revolving around the treasure hunt, which um, some imperial group who is kind of obsessed with uh, preserving the Argonian culture is trying to recover. They don't say, obviously, but didn't give spoilers, but 
the main story basically will be more like a Tomb Raider style, apparently with puzzles and you know, um, you know, environmental environmental stuff and things like that. So it's it's a little bit of exploring and puzzle solving, I suppose, and I I like that. I I like the idea that when I'm doing story missions. I love the puzzles if they are actually require you to think, the and not just like Mitch and uh, mm. you know, pick and match the tiles. Right? That's that's not even fancy. But if there's actually proper puzzles, I'll enjoy it. The problem is I don't think I've ever seen a game outside of Rift, an MMO game, I should say, hmm. where puzzles were good. Okay. I mean, ESO does it with the texts. Right, so basically clues and things. So you have to read something, and then you have to find it in real world. Uh, if you remember, like in um, Alikir Desert, no, not in Alikir Desert. Um, I was doing Abbas Watch, uh, the Thieves Guild. I was speedrunning Thieves Guild, and there was this gate with four warriors on each corners. There was this room. Yeah. And the fires in front of them. I couldn't do it because I didn't read anything. And even after reading things, I couldn't. I still couldn't do it because I didn't listen to the NPCs or whatever. And I ended up having you tell me how to pass it. So it it felt like now I still don't know, but it felt like a proper puzzle because I couldn't solve it without actually paying attention to stuff. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> that that. Of all the puzzles that have been in the game, that was probably the only one. <laughs> Could be. That yeah. was at all even remotely difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, some of Rift's puzzles were insanely difficult. Like, insanely, ridiculously difficult. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I'm curious what they're going to do. But I, I yeah. kind of have my doubts that it's going to be anything of note. I suppose we'll see. Oh, no. Hopefully yeah, it'll be good. We'll yeah. definitely see. I just, that, that's just kind of my thought. Is like, I just mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off. They, they've never done so <laughs> before, with the exception of like that one. But, yeah. you know. Uh, well, here's the hoping. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so they also talk about the new foreman... Uh, arena, the Black Rose Prison. Now, this is a new four-player arena, and apparently they looked back at the feedback from Dragon Star Arena and Milestorm Arena, and they kind of combined the two. So they said, uh, apparently people are feeling that Dragon Star Arena is too long. Even with a proper group who knows what they're doing, it takes more than more than an hour an hour and a half at least, because there are so many rounds, so many arenas. You have to clear 40 waves of creatures or whatever to actually complete Dragon's Arena. So they are making um, Black Rose Prison shorter, actually. It will be five arenas instead of 10 from Dragon's Arena and nine from Milestorm Arena. And they are bringing back the power-ups from Milestorm Arena Remember those, like, that yep. gives you defense, that gives you more attack uh, bonus, whatever. But this time, these power-ups will be group-centric. The one example they gave was the Soul Stone power-up, or at least the power-up that looks like Soul Stone. And it revives your entire party. 
it basically reses the entire group. So it's a very good recovery from almost wipe situation. <laughs> gotcha. And I, yeah, and I suppose we'll see more group centric, like maybe give the entire group damage or I don't know. We'll we'll see, but they're they're adding more group centric. Uh, Power-ups to this Black Rose prison. Uh, they are also obviously going to be rewarding the Black Rose weapons per every other dungeon, like Master weapons from Dragon's Arena, Milestorm uh, weapons from Milestorm Arena, and these will be called Black Rose weapons because apparently prison weapons, calling them prison weapons is uh, <laughs> not not um, plausible. I okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the example Finnegan made was like, if you called them prison weapons, it would have to be look like a sharpened toothbrush or something like that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. They should. Shanks I think they should all look like shanks. It's a shank <laughs> axe. It's a shank dagger. It's a shank staff. Exactly. Shank weapons. Uh, so one example they showed was the Black Rose Greatsword, which makes... Uppercut deal 50% of its damage as an AoE to the two other targets next to the um, next to the primary target. So with this uppercut could be could become um, an AoE, and I don't know if that would be plausible in PvP, but PvP P- actually yeah P- I don't know which which it would be more plausible in PvE or PvP. I suppose PvP because in PvE. Most bosses are singular anyway. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get a whole lot of a whole mm. lot out of PVE from it because yeah. people aren't using people aren't using wrecking blow. Like I don't know of mm-hmm. anyone who does wrecking blow compared to any other thing that's out there. Yeah. Um wrecking blow just it takes too long to wind up. Now the empower's mm-hmm. nice, but it still just doesn't compare to everything else. Um yeah. Now, the exception to that is in PvP, Dizzying Swing is pretty much used all the time, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it that would be enough. Even, even Wrecking Blow in PvP, like, you use it just before an ultimate, and boom, your ultimate deals 20% more damage. It can be deadly if it crit procs, like, if, it, if it's a critical hit. Um, now, it, it really depends on the range of the AoE, I suppose, like, how close the three targets will have to be for this to spread the damage. If it's pretty far away, um, then it could be very good in situations of one versus three and things like that. But I suppose we'll have to see with and see all the other weapons as well. But there you go, we'll get more weapons out of it. Um, apparently this arena, they, this is an information they gave. Apparently this arena was built by the by a Dunmer Akavir. Like, I, I couldn't understand it. It was 5 a.m. in the morning, you know, I, I, I don't know, but... They said it was built by an by Akaviri long ago by a Dunmer in a single day. The Black Rose Prison, a Dunmer Akavir. I was confused there, so I we didn't have much time to, like, detail that either. So I kind of skipped it. But there is a bit of information like that as well. I suppose we'll learn when the um, when the dungeon releases. Seems a little weird to me. Yeah, I may have misunderstood it, but it was just as as a piece of information there, so I just mentioned it. Yeah, no. I now that was the that was the PVE side of Merkmire. There's also a huge PVP side, and there is a huge update to Cyrodiil. They are bringing destroyable bridges. 
Really? So you remember that bridge to Alessia Castle from Ebonard Pact site to Alessia, Castle Alessia, which is almost always zerged all the time, infinitely. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. The, the Ebonard Pact Zerg pushes to the Castle Alessia. AD Zerg pushes us back to the Bleak Rock outpost, if I remember correctly there. It might be Sejanus. Either way, to the outpost. We push back to Castle Alessia, and that bridge is constantly farmed. They are now made those three bridges along the Nibene, what river, whatever yeah, river Nibene. that is. Uh, yeah. Nibene River, yeah. Uh, that three bridges on it, the massive stone bridges, that is. They are now destroyable. You actually destroy them with the siege weapons like you are destroying siege walls. And at first, like, they, you lose the towers on the bridges, and then the sides of the bridges go down. So you can actually, if you're not careful while running, or you got, a, you got hit by a knockback effect, you can drop to the water. And then it becomes very narrow, and then it, got, it gets destroyed. And you can destroy them with friendly fire, enemy fire, and repair in both ways. So they are neutral. They cannot be captured. So let's say you saw a huge AD Zerg coming to, through the bridge, right? Start destroying it. Immediately, a defensive destruction. You stop the Zerg. They, are, they also made the mile gates, the six mile gates, with the like gates and the walls that separate the separate Cyrodiil and the, uh, you know, different areas. Yeah. They are now destroyable as well in the same way. But... When the, you know, obviously, if if what what do you do if everything is destroyed? They added these goat paths, right? The difficult to pass areas, basically broken wooden bridges that it you have to like do a jumping puzzle, sort of not a jumping puzzle, but if you are not careful, you are going to drop into the water and slaughterfish will eat you, kind of thing. Uh, they added caves between the zones as well uh, to, but th these are all choke points. And yeah. you won't be able to fight properly in these points, especially those um, bridge-like structures, because you'll have to be—you'll be like jumping through it and things like that. So, defensively destroying a bridge or a mile gate will make a lot of sense in to stop a zerg from advancing, because a zerg won't be able to pass through that. You will be just able to AOE I them down or defend it with siege weapons. Because it's a narrow choke point. Yeah. I started looking at the map. I'm sitting there going, why in the world are there only bridges? Like, why did only the AD? But now I'm seeing what you're saying. They're making mile gates that are on the northern side. Essentially the same thing as bridges. If you break them down, they're mm -hmm. not gonna. Yep. They're not gonna work. I got gotcha. you. All right. Exactly. I got it. it's the it's uh, the same same mechanic and system. It's just a different visual because there's no water in that area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, makes more sense. Um, so they are also adding new outposts because in this system, the Crapsford outpost. Now the Crapsford outpost is is misplaced in terms of, um, how to say it? Like it's when you destroy these bridges and everything like that, the Crapsford outpost stands out. Mm -hmm. So they are adding new outposts to balance Crapsford. Okay. So everybody has like a outpost uh, place like Crapsford compared to these bridges and things like that. So these are new changes to Shroudal. And I think 
this will bring a whole live night whole new life to uh Cyril action because Cyril has been the same for the past four years exactly same and you would just zerg siege zerg siege zerg siege rinse and repeat now it's a, it could be a little more tactical uh Communication within the alliance could be much more critical. Like if someone is saying, okay, Zerg is going towards this bridge. People there, maybe just two or three person, could destroy the bridge before the Zerg arrives there to, you know, stop it or delay it, give enough time people to give enough time to people to, you know, gather up at the castle that might get attacked to defense against the Zerg and things like that. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. There are also yeah go ahead. No no I was going I was agreeing with you. I think that's a, a mm-hmm. good change overall. Yeah. Yeah. There are also quality life updates. Okay. So apparently not apparently I've been experiencing this as well. Crowd control being unreliable. It just never works. If the target is already moving, crowd control usually either misses, doesn't work, both in PvE and PvP. Especially the crowd control like Talons, you know. Talons has been the most unreliable crowd control I've experienced. They are re-architecting it, exact word, uh, like changing how it works in the base code, basically, to make it more reliable. That's one thing, and I'm happy about it, because I am sick of applying crowd control and the mobs still running away. Yeah. And then doing their attacks. Like, stop. I I just stopped you. Um, that's uh, they're adding undo and redo history to housing. So if you mess up something, you'll be able to undo it. If you mess up something, you or if you mess up, mess it up more. I say you can redo it. It's kind of hard to mess up when my houses are empty, but okay, I get it. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, there will be item grouping in the house. This has been a huge trouble. Let's say you decorated a table, right? The table being the main object. You put 30 items on it. Forks, plates, food, I don't know, breads, drinks, all the things. And then you want to move the table. What happens now is that you move the table, everything just floats, stands there. And you have to take every single item again and place every single item back on the table. Now what you can do now is take all those items and make them the child or group object of the table and you move the table, everything moves. That is going to be huge for every every housing people in ESO. Yeah, no, that's actually really awesome to see. And mm-hmm. I mean, to be frank, I don't know why they didn't do that before. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let's... It's it's object oriented programming at that point. You create the mm-hmm. yeah. And that's essentially what they're doing is they're just allowing <laughs> us the same techniques that any other coder would have to be able to place mm-hmm. other objects inside of the first object. So they're all yeah. linked together. I mean, I assume I assume their engine already provides it as well because both oh, Unity sure and I think did. Unreal Engine does like basically child objects. Yeah, you make an object the child of another object. You move the other, like the parent object, the child goes where the parent object goes. It follows the rotation, transform, like everything. So basically, uh, they added that into the housing as well, which is great. It might not now, have been something they even one, thought yeah. about, you know. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah it's been yeah, available, it be. but people, you know, 
or like maybe complaining about it, being like, so <laughs> it kind of sucks when I move a table and everything's still floating there. Yep. You know, I don't know. Like some, I, I don't <laughs> always think about all these things, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't see this information on the video because I was going through the video fast as well, so sure. we don't delay the stream too much. But I saw Coco Michelle 11, one of the ESO family members on, on Alshkos Online Community to, uh, Twitch streamers, uh, tweet this character reordering in selection screen is apparently going to be a thing. That's cool. And Rich Lambert and whatever liked this, so I assume it's a correct information. They wouldn't have done so if it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, I, I will love that. I will love that. It's I, a very tiny, weeny thing, but... World of Warcraft actually a... did that mm, a few years ago. And <laughs> I don't know about you, but I like my main on top. I know it's stupid, yeah, and some exactly. people don't really yeah. care, and some people are like, well, that seems like a stupid change. But for me... Uh, no, I like my main on top, and that's just <laughs> yeah that they're right there. So I know when WoW added that, even before ESO came out, that was something I was like, for such a simple change, I really appreciate that. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be nice. Um, so final thing, Clockwork City. Uh, no, the, the Merkmeyer Zone will be similar to Clockwork City size in terms of how big it is. Okay. And it will be on PTS September 17th. Oh. And yeah. That's pretty soon. Yeah, just 2 weeks all like uh, 15 days from 2 weeks and a couple days. Yeah, yeah. From now on, yeah. Give or take. That's exciting. And that was it. That's really exciting to see. Um I know I don't know if this one was marked in here or if I heard this somewhere else. So did you hear about I know they were talking about uh, Templars and biting jabs being so hard to hit, especially in PvP. So I know they're going to change that, but I, don't, I haven't heard anything about mm. how they were going to change it. But I'll, mm. I didn't see it, but they may have talked about it. Like as I as I said, I was I could have swore I saw kind of fast forwarding through the through the live stream, but yeah, maybe they mentioned it along with the crowd control thing. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in this live stream. I think I, I saw it in notes somewhere saying how the the Templars biting jabs is so hard and so easy to avoid. So they were going to yeah, do something be. for that because it really is. It's very hard. Even though it's a conal, you would think it's fairly easy. It does not land <laughs> that often because people mm-hmm. could just walk out of it way too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's a problem with ESO's combat system being so dynamic. I think because, f- for example, a wrecking blow. You can never hit wrecking blow because people move around like crazy. You can never hit crowd control properly because people move around like crazy. Biting jabs, people move around like crazy. So all those skills are very difficult to like, unless it's a v- single target spell or a skill. That just jumps on the or directs like projectiles at the at your target. Things don't really hit. Yeah. So like they either have to overhaul the entire hit registering system, perhaps. Then there are also problems with those though, because you have when you do that, you have to make calculations 
pre-animation or like you have to register the hit before it actually does mm-hmm. in order to make it a definite 100% hit and in that sense when you do that then it gets ugly because hey I moved out of that and I still got hit I dodged that I still got hit. it it opens up a whole new series of problems as well so right. it really depends on how they are handling in the in 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 their code really yeah no i agree i and see and i know they have it named biting jabs but i honestly hated biting jabs the animation <laughs> i really wish they would have just changed it changed the name changed the whole animation <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know that's that's me it is what it is yeah yeah what are you gonna do um, so yeah, that's about it as the news for 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 this. I mean, there's something I think you added here, but I don't know if you are going to talk about what well, I don't even know what this is. Hold on, I have to find it. Wait, where is it at? Uh, it's oh. called class rep. Yep. Notes. Yep, nope, that was Oh, this is a this, huge huge yeah, this, list. Yeah, this this is a huge list. This is <laughs> where I saw it, I think. Um this was actually a note and I'll have it in the list. We're not going to talk about it today because it is it's oh, it's yeah, massive it. and a yeah. lot of detail i knew i saw it somewhere um i mean not biting jibs but there are a bunch of classic it's probably in here somewhere yeah anyway a bunch Actually, of the class rep people uh community members who are helping Zenimax, uh kind of figure out how to do their classes <laughs> you know they they <laughs> they provide constructive feedback uh for some of the pain points and things for different classes and they had a meeting uh, when was this? 14, two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. And this is posted yeah. on the Elder Scrolls Online Reddit from Dominoid. And it, these are things that they're looking to do for um, update 20. Mm-hmm. The one thing is that, like, that they mentioned is that, you know, this is something we all know. In PvE, dual wield is almost required in all points because of the blade cloak skill. And mm. because of that skill alone, well, one of the pretty much one of the reasons why it, you can't get away or use two handers and be considered competitive, because hey, you can't get away from that blade cloak. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, Templars needing an ultimate for burst damage because they really don't have one. Um, Agree that Templars fighting over repenting corpses is undesirable. Yeah. Yeah. If only they would have had that a while ago when I was always complaining, like, hey, they stole my stole my repentance. But yeah, that was a thing. And of course they said about um Oh, a few other things that they had in there. But we'll have that in the list. It's a good read, um, because this was stuff that they had brought up to Zen. It doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna change anytime soon. But it's something that if you read through it, I'm sure you guys would agree with a lot of it going, yeah, it makes sense because something just doesn't feel right um, about a lot of these classes. And uh, it's it's a good read. So I'll have that in the list as well. So Ark, I think that's going to be about the end of our show because we're nearing that hour point now as it is. All and right. it's like 1 a.m. here. So, oh, it's one a.m. there. Very nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sun has risen here. Anyway, oh, um, nice. well, you can 
<laughs> you can find me anywhere that Arkanir, that is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. I am streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Arkanir. You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Arkanir. I have a guild on PC European Mega Server that has n that is not officially a DCN guild, just to put it out there. We don't have a participation system. But if you want to play with me on PC European Mega Server, we do dungeons and pledges and stuff. Uh, especially without healers, that's our current aim. Isha joins us, she's in chat, she's amazing. Um, but yeah, you can send me a message in-game at Arkanir as well. Nice. That's it. And of course you can follow me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore D-C-N. Of course you can check out everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. As links to all of our social media, including our Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all that fun things that I never actually remember to mention because, well, you know, <laughs> it is the way it is. Um, but you can check that out. Be sure to check out our Patreon program at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork where you can uh, support the show. You can also support us by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes it matters. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we'll see you next time. See you later, everybody. Have a good night. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end